Welcome to another Serenity Break in which we take a few minutes to recoup and recenter ourselves and focus our minds on the things of the Lord. I want to talk with you today about why I do the counseling that I do. I was in uh, counseling education, uh, both in two or three schools. One school, uh, Bellevue College, I studied chemical dependency counseling. I went to the Seattle School for Theology and Psychology to study counseling psychology on a master's level. And then I finished my degree and my doctorate at Columbia Evangelical Seminary. Uh, it was probably about two years into my studies at the Seattle School that I, I realized that the gospel was really uh, the sole and only necessary solution for the cure of humanity. Uh, to use that term. Um, and psychology had its um, offerings and it had some things to offer, but but it, it was like eating a malnourished uh, type of diet. You just, you just, you can't, it's not sustainable. Uh, psychology offered some helpful points, but uh, as did philosophy and, and even sociology. But those things ultimately come up empty as far as bringing us into the wholeness that only the whole counsel of God can do. And so I made a significant decision to shift my studies away from being a clinician, which is, again, there's nothing wrong with being a clinician. There's nothing wrong with being a therapist. Uh, um, There are good psychiatrists. There are good uh, therapists who do good work, who help people immensely. It doesn't mean that that it's salvific, it doesn't mean that those people are coming uh, into a reconciled relationship with God through Jesus Christ, but it does mean that they're getting some some uh, comfort, they may be getting some advocacy, and, and getting some real help to um, navigate the challenges uh, of living in a fallen world, even if they're unbelievers. So there are some good things. There is common grace at work uh, within the world. But if you want wholeness, it's my thesis that counseling is that the gospel of Jesus Christ produces spiritual, mental, and relational wholeness. Uh, It's so apparent within the New Testament that the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I'm referring to here the fullness of the gospel, produces spiritual, mental, and relational wholeness. And, of course, that can even have a uh, healing effect on our physical bodies. Uh, stress is a serious issue when it comes to our physical health and well-being. And as we uh, are healed spiritually, um, uh, as we, as the the, the, the glories of, of union with Christ are experienced, our mental and relational health will improve. And as that does, so will the pressures and the stress put on our physical bodies. And we will oftentimes uh, find many uh, illnesses that, that ease up and even are uh, relieved or resolved as a result of relieving that, that uh, continual stress on our bodies. So the gospel is, is sufficient. <coughs> Excuse me. That's, the gospel is sufficient is my central point here. But what I have discovered in the last 10 years, especially, is that you must have the whole counsel of God. 
you can't have some version of the gospel, which is so prevalent today, some watered down, some trimmed back version of the gospel and expect that you're somehow going to find uh, wholeness as a person. <coughs> Excuse me. It takes the whole counsel of God to produce wholeness in the human person. So I am an advocate for preaching the, the gospel uh, as the sole and sufficient cause for uh, what ails the human being. However, I'm also aware that there's so little of the gospel that is preached, so little of the um, apostolic truth that is taught out of the New Testament, that people do, in fact, find it necessary to turn to 12-step groups, to turn to uh, psychology, to philosophy, uh, to all kinds of alternative spiritualities. And these are good, otherwise good Christians who are having to participate in these kind of alternative things in order to find some solace, some hope, some consolation, even some sense of community that won't judge them won't criticize them, won't blame them, or worse yet, tell them that they should just live with their brokenness. Yes, that happens so often, especially women in domestic violence situations. You should just love your husband. You should just forgive your husband. You should just live with it. In the meantime, children are witnessing uh, their, their mother being abused or beaten, even sometimes watching their father being abused and beaten. Uh, you, you see drugs and alcohol and all, even the threat to the children's sanctity themselves, sexually and mentally occurring. And, and it's as if somebody in the church is telling them that they should just turn a blind eye to it. They should just live with it. And so it's, it's a, a chaotic mess. What I have discovered and what I teach in my counseling office is that if your gospel, the gospel that you have embraced, is not bringing you into transformation, mentally, spiritually, and relationally, then it's not the gospel. It's some kind of a watered-down version of the gospel that is cruel and is destructive, and you must repent of it. And that may mean that you even have to leave the church you're going to. You may be just caught up in something that's just a, um, an evangelical cult, if you will. So you, you do have to be discerning these days. I do believe the gospel of Jesus Christ is sufficient unto salvation, and that that salvation touches every aspect of our humanity. It's a glorious salvation, and we are in a now and not yet experience of that meaning that it's actively at work in it. We are truly saved. We are truly children of God. We are never going to be more children of God. We're never going to be more born of God than we are at this moment if we are in Christ. We are, however, going to more fully realize it. And that's the great hope that we have, that not only will we be fully realized in our perfection in Christ so that we're like him in every way, we will also share in his glorious body so that we have new physical bodies and we will spend eternity living in a new heaven and a new earth.
in which only righteousness dwells. So you are a people in which God has began his eschatological work in the present moment. If you are in Christ, the work of God has already begun, and the work of God will be fully realized, and you can rejoice. But we do have to be jealous, folks, for the whole counsel of God. Amen.